Hey St. John, welcome to the Post Sermon Podcast. I am Deacon Estelia, and with me today is Vicar Tim. Hello. Hello. So we are discussing your sermon from this past Sunday. What was the text that you preached on? Uh, I preached on the, the gospel reading, uh, Luke 18, verses 31 through 43, and in particular focusing in on the verses um, 35 to 43. And what is the summary of those verses? Yeah, so... Um, after Jesus uh, predicts his death for the third time, we get the story of uh, Jesus coming to, to Jericho and he heals a blind beggar. And what stood out to me to uh, from this was um, the three kind of titles that we get for Jesus here. Um, the crowd calls him Jesus of Nazareth. Um, the blind man calls him Jesus, son of David. Then he calls him Lord. That is interesting that we have three titles. Uh, what would you say the significance is there? Yeah, I I think in some sense it's almost leading us to a confession of who Jesus is and that we kind of, we get more and more about him, starting off with Jesus of Nazareth, moving to uh, Son of David, and then finally getting to Lord. And that's then how you decided to um, go about your sermon, right, is focus on Jesus of Nazareth first, right? And then son of David and last calling Jesus Lord. Yeah, exactly. So let's then go through each title and just, I guess, help us understand a little bit more about what that means when we call Jesus that. So the first one, um, we have Jesus of Nazareth. Yes. Um, So to me, I kind of took that as, you know, in some sense, they're just, the crowd is just saying who Jesus is, where he comes from. Um, but what I kind of wanted to build off of that is the idea that when we say Jesus of Nazareth, we're, we're confessing a very real Jesus who really, really did the things that the Bible said he did. Um, that Jesus isn't coming from some made-up place in some made-up land or some or somewhere up in the sky type of thing, uh, but that he comes from a very real town called Nazareth. And, um, of course, I used to picture that I took when I actually got to visit Nazareth um, in Israel uh, about four years ago now. And it just goes to show you that, like, you know, the places that Jesus went to are real, and the things that he did are real. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So you're trying to, or when we say Jesus Nazareth, that can remind us that this actually happened in history, that he came from a real place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and something else I thought, I mean, wasn't it the disciple Nathaniel who said, can anything good, can anyone good come from oh. <laughs> Nazareth as <laughs> yeah. well? So just the fact that it was, I don't know, not a big, you know, city like Rome or, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, like the, I mean, the picture I took, I mean, modern day Nazareth, this a pretty good sized city on these days but back in jesus's time there's maybe a couple hundred people living there at most um today it's like seventy thousand. so <laughs> sure and I, I assume in jesus's time it was a much poorer city as well yes correct yeah it wasn't on any of like the main roads or anything and it's kind of interesting because who who did call was it the crowd who said this was jesus of nazareth yes yeah and that kind of led inside idea of um 
No, there's a lot of people who are going to say a lot of things. Like they can all kind of agree. Oh, there's a guy named Jesus of Nazareth. But then, what do we say after that? That matters. Do we say that this is a very real Jesus, or you know, going to be like those who say, eh, maybe a few of the things the Bible said happened, but most of it's just made up. And yeah, of course, our confession is that he did everything that the Bible says he did. Right. It is one thing to acknowledge that. Jesus was real, that he he lived in Nazareth, but it's another to maybe confess him as Lord, yes. son of David, which we, we start to get, right? Because then it's the blind man who, he's not calling him Jesus of Nazareth. He then says, Jesus, son of David, yes. have mercy on me. So let's get into that title a little bit. Yeah, so, um, so I hinted at it in the sermon. Um, it's, it's too bad that Luke doesn't actually tell us exactly what the blind man is thinking uh, when he calls Jesus this title. Um, but, um, there's helpful connections to be made with, um, with the Old Testament reading, um, from first Samuel, where, uh, Samuel anoints David to be the new king. Um, and that kind of leads us to the ideas and expectations and what would have been going through the crowd's mind when they heard the blind man call Jesus son of David. Um, I mean, David's a king. And he's like the greatest king in the Old Testament. I mean, he's kind of the standard that all the other Old Testament kings are held to. And uh, even after the kingdom is gone, I mean, people are still remembering David. Um, And they're looking for a new great political leader who's going to be another David, you know, restore the kingdom of Israel, defeat the Romans, all, all that great and glorious stuff that they're expecting. And there are prophecies about this son of David as well that, that he was to come. Do you think the um, blind man was, I mean, I guess we don't know, but do you think maybe he was recalling that as well? Yeah. I, I hesitate to speculate too much, um, but I, I certainly think it's possible, but again, I can only go as far as the text allows me to go with what the blind man is thinking. That's fair. Sure. Yeah. And that is interesting because then, and you, you had briefly mentioned this as well about um, Samuel when he was to anoint, um, one of Jesse's sons as king, he was looking at the outward physical appearance and definitely David did not fit what he thought, you know, or who he thought God was going to choose as the king. Yeah, he's the youngest. He's out in the fields with the sheep. They don't even bring him in until <laughs> Samuel's like, you got anyone else? <laughs> yeah, so it was kind of an interesting foreshadowing then to see, then see like Jesus, the son of David, was definitely not who the crowd was going to think. Yeah. Probably even this, I mean, I'd assume this blind man wasn't expecting I mean, I guess we don't know for sure, but wasn't expecting him to yeah, be this this king, this, you know, savior one day, yeah. right, of the world. Okay, so let's get to the third title then, which is Lord, right? We have um, we have Jesus who asked the um, blind man, what do you want me to do for you? And he said, Lord, let me recover my sight. So what is the significance there? Yeah, so the significance of Lord is that... Um, you know, in the Old Testament, we have uh, the divine name Yahweh. Um, this is the name that you know God gives to Himself, and um, that name is always translated as Lord. Um, if you look in your Bible, when the divine name is used, um, it's going to be spelled Lord, but in all in all capital letters um, to indicate that this is Yahweh's name. Um, and so, the blind man here is. 
by calling Jesus Lord, he's kind of giving us this little foreshadowing of Easter morning when when Luke directly calls Jesus the Lord Jesus. Um, and he'll continue to do that even into Acts. And um, what he's showing here is that, you know, Jesus really is God. He's foreshadowing this already. And whether the blind man knew it or not, he's confessing that Jesus is God, that he is Lord. Um, and and by by doing so, I mean, he's, he's given a strong confession to who Jesus is. Yeah, and something I liked, you had shown us previously two pictures, and then I think kind of going with your point about who Jesus is, you didn't have a picture to show us of Jesus. Yeah. So what was the point you were trying to make there? Yeah, the... You know, like the blind man, none of us have actually seen Jesus. I mean, the blind man is confessing these things. He hasn't seen Jesus. Jesus hasn't even healed him yet, and yet he's already confessing to who Jesus is. And it's after this that Jesus finally says, recover your sight, your faith has made you well. Um, it's his faith, and you know, it connects us. I think, to who the blind man is saying Jesus is, that's his faith. Yeah, and then I I like how you made that connection then to us. That um, I mean, isn't it the same thing like when Jesus is speaking truth to us and saying things like, um, this is my body, this is my blood, you are forgiven, you will rise one day, and it's it's our faith that then, that, you know, is like that we receive from it. It's not something that we can um, believe ourselves, but, but through that, that faith, um, we do receive his body and blood. We are forgiven. We are saved. Yeah, because I mean, it comes from that faith that Jesus is who he says he is. Yeah, it like grabs hold of those promises, yeah. right? Clings to them. Yeah, that is, you know, if we believe that Jesus is God, I mean, Jesus is God, then his words are true. They're going to come true. Um, and so that's kind of part of our confession of faith of who Jesus is. Yeah, I like that. So it goes beyond just saying, like we had said at the beginning, like, yes, this is Jesus of Nazareth, but what does that mean for us? But he he is our Lord, yeah, and, and we believe that he's done these things. Like this is this is for you. This is for us. So yeah, it's just it's it. I don't know. Goes beyond just stating the facts. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Well, good. So I have a here's some a question for you, and. Uh, it is, what does the reference son of man mean? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that reference comes in um, the first part of the text where uh, Jesus predicts his uh, his death. Um, right, so you're talking about verse 31. He says, see, we are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written about the son of man by the prophets will be accomplished. Yeah, so I... I could have written a whole other sermon on completely on its own, just about the son of man idea. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a big one. It's a title that Jesus likes to use for himself. And uh, what it is, is it's a reference to um, Daniel chapter seven, where Daniel has, has this vision of all these great and terrifying beasts, but then they're all overthrown before like the throne of God. And we get these, um, this, vision where um, Daniel says, this is in Daniel 7, verse 13, And behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man, and he came to the ancient of days, 
and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. Uh, so <laughs> there's a lot going on here, but um, essentially this one, like a son of man that Daniel sees, is giving power and dominion from the ancients of days, that is, God the Father. Um, and this has always kind of been connected in some way to the idea of of uh, the promised Messiah, um, of Jesus, that he's going to be given everlasting dominion, his kingdom will never pass away or be destroyed. Um, I mean, this is speaking about Jesus, about his heavenly kingdom that will never end. And Jesus very consciously uses this title for himself a lot in the Gospels, um, frequently referring to himself as the Son of Man, and it's all really coming back to this passage here in Daniel. Oh, that is really interesting. Um, yeah, it is one of those details. I mean, we or you you had focused instead on like those three titles: Jesus of Nazareth, Son of David, and Lord. But there very much is another one, right? That's that's yeah, from beginning. There's a lot. There's a lot of titles. titles of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that could be its own, not only its own sermon, but just its own it Bible like, study. That could be like, like a year of sermons, right? <laughs> But yeah, no, that is really interesting. So Daniel 7, you said? Yes. Very good. Okay, well, this wraps up the episode for today. Thank you for listening to our discussion. In case you missed the sermon or you'd like to listen to it again, the link to the sermon is in the show notes. You can also find the sermon on our church website, stjohndublin.org. If you, the listener, would like to submit a question about a sermon, please email us at podcast at stjohndublin.org. Thank you, Vicar, for joining me and for feeding us the word this week. My pleasure. All right. Thanks, you guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.